if you live in the United States, this is a must listen episode for you. Hey, everybody, this is Sharon Trivata, and every single one of us that lives in the United States is bound by a magical number that we call our credit score. And no one really has broken down for us what it means. Whether you're applying for a job or uh, leasing your new BMW or trying to get a new credit card or renting that beach house or uh, even applying for a mortgage, every single time they're going to check your credit score. And in today's episode, I speak with Alyssa Glutz and she wrote the book on how to optimize your credit score with ease. She talks about how to take control of your score. Is the score based on a magical algorithm? What you need to know about the three bureaus? Should you pay off your credit cards every month or should you not? Uh, Should you cut up your credit cards and cancel them? Hint, don't do that. How to get a late charge off your credit report and the exact script for that. And sometimes even why your credit score can drop even if you have done everything right and the secret of how to avoid that. This is a super fun and very practical episode, almost something that you must listen to to get ready to learn what nobody ever took the time to teach us about your credit score. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this. Where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Trivata, and welcome to Business School. So, Alyssa, how did this whole fascination with credit start for you you know because you know I bet you look at me and go what <laughs> like why would credit you don't know exactly what like a credit person um I think that I've always had a a, a real heart for um uh helping the underdog I, you know I've been five nine since I think I was born so there's a there's a something in you that takes the lead a lot Right. Um, I was always kind of the mama hen and in high school, all my 12, you know, little girlfriends that were little, you know, would all look to me like, what are we doing this weekend? Alyssa? You know what I mean? So I think I've always kind of taken the lead in, in, in subjects that I know help uh, that, that help the masses, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. So my, I've been in mortgage lending since 03. Um, and at the time I didn't even realize this, but 03 was the first year we could all see our credit report for the first time. But it was a fascination like from the beginning with me because I knew it was a game changer. It was something that where if someone's score was there, then they could move forward, buy a house, you know, and do things. That was pretty much it. But in 03, you didn't, that wasn't a pain for anybody because we all had a pulse. We all got a house. It was just like they were giving them out at auctions, you know, like get a water (laughs) bottle, get a house. And so we all got houses. And so it wasn't really that impactful. But then when it crashed, when everybody crashed, I just... I've always been such a um, positive, like um, empowering kind of um, mentality person, you know, person naturally anyway. But that was my time when I felt like, you know what, we're going to come out of the cave. We're going to come out of the closet, you know, uh, once we quit hiding from these collections and uh, servers, you know, that are coming after us from the crash, that eventually people would emerge and then they would have no idea what to do next. And I knew the only way our housing industry will ever come back is if people know how to come back. 
but I'm 42 and I never got taught how to come back. You yeah. know, at our age at 03, I mean, we were just all coming out of college and, and um, nobody really taught me, like sat me down. And I knew then I pretty soon knew that everybody, yeah. everybody I knew was the same boat. Yeah. And there was actually a lot of shame about it. Yeah. But a did lot you, of shame about it, did especially you have just to, not being yeah. able to say I've pulled my credit. Did you have to, um, you understood credit from, you know, being a lender and how it impacted someone, whether they could make a purchase or how their application was. Yeah. But did you have to like stop and say, well, I need to going and learning something to go then teach it to someone else is a completely different learning, right? right. Like you, you, you have to know it viscerally. Like you have to know it in your nervous system. And, yeah, you do. And I'll tell you what, yeah. pain will do that. Not only the pain of me going through a divorce, but going through the crash myself and everything. But in 2012, um, I, in the middle of the night at two in the morning, I found Dave Ramsey in the middle of the night, yeah. like everybody else, you know, he had just come out with his book in 2012, which was pretty monumental because if you think about it, he published his whole financial peace university, extreme money makeover in 2012, which was the same year when we saw the entire adjustment change. to how that credit score really impacted your budget finances and everything overnight. It went from a 680 being the top to seven no, to 800. Yeah. is where you need to be to really save, you know, not, not pay as much as everybody else right? Okay? for the lowest interest rates, yeah. but the same year it came out. But in the middle of the night I was reading and I thought, boy, that's a huge opportunity because he's like endorsing some real estate agents in different States that have gone through his financial piece. And there's only two for Arizona. What an opportunity for some yeah. agents. And I thought, you know what? Real estate agents could probably learn this stuff. And if I could, on a personal note, like teach them this stuff personally, right. I would really probably make some huge connections with agents on a personal level to where they wouldn't fire me if I didn't get the docs to title it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wouldn't be like right. that. It would be a different, more impactful relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I decided to put on a class and I put 20 agents signed up, hundred bucks yeah. to be in front of me, to, to be with me for nine Wait, weeks. This is so, This hold on. Normally, somebody would say, "Hey, I want to get in front of agents, and I would I'll run pay this you. program." Yeah, I'll pay but you. but you, you, you did it right from the beginning. You're like, "Hey, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention, right?" Yep. So, hundred bucks, small, you got to be invested. Yeah, yeah. Right. you got to be here. I got to have you here every single week with me. And all I had to do was flip on the TV for Dave and go, "Here we go," you know. <laughs> and so, about nine weeks in, you know, I'm I'm watching it, and I'm like wait, what's he saying about credit scores? Like, is he saying cut up the credit cards? And, and, and not to go off on a thing here, but my mom, my mother-in-law at the time was just going through gastric bypass. And I remember at the moment going with her doctor to, and I said, so she'll never gain the weight back. You're going to, you're going to cut it. You're, it's gone. She'll never gain it back. And they're like, yep, she'll never gain it back. I'm like, yeah, but like, are you teaching her how to eat again or extra or like do things differently? Cause the patterns led her up to that. Yeah. What's going to change? And they were like, no, 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 she won't gain weight. And sure enough, a year later, she had gained it back. And I watched and I went, maybe it's that we don't cut the credit cards up. Maybe we learn how to use them. Yeah. Maybe we learn how to put them in our life. Yeah. Make them work for us. We become CEO of our money, Dave. They don't yeah. have to be debt. So I started kind of trying to, my motivation was to prove debt Dave wrong in a way. I love Dave Ramsey, but I thought, eh, okay, wait a second. This isn't for everybody. What if you don't have a hundred thousand billion, you know, to put down? And, you know, now somebody with no credit scores can get a mortgage, but they're going to pay for that mortgage like they had a 620 credit score. So why wouldn't you just do something to where you could still maintain a great credit score, but not have to go into debt? 
Yeah. And that's when I started really exploring the, using the tools I have as a loan officer, started using the simulator. And I really started mentally going, wait a second. If the, if the, if how much somebody is going to pay, if some, if this person comes into me and they're going to buy a house and they have a 670 credit score, but if they had a 740 credit score, that same $250,000 house would be $400 less a month. Amazing, right? And I'm like 400. So they're telling me they can't qualify for anything because of their debt ratio. But if I could improve their score, now they yeah. don't qualify for 250. They qualify for 335. Yeah. Same payment. And I started using it as a MacGyver tool. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I started going because they changed the way loan officers got compensated after 2012 as well. Yeah. They said, you don't get paid, like charge points, charge origination, yeah. get some paid on the rates. Get some, we don't get paid like that anymore. It was yeah. just kind of a, you're going to get a flat fee based on the loan amount. Right. And I thought, well then, so if I'm not going to lose anything by teaching them how to improve their credit and yeah. I can manufacture my own buyers, my own borrowers yeah. from anybody, anybody, yeah. 400, 300 FICO, yeah. but I, t- I put the right things in place and I get yeah. them there. They're my buyer and they're my yeah. buyer for life because so, now yeah. I've got a significant impact going on. Let's, and let's talk so I about, just yeah. kept going with that. Yeah. So this is, so, so, um, I have like, I wrote down so many questions for you. Right. And so, um, it's interesting. Uh, human beings, we get really like, I, I, I see it happen every day. I just want to say like, people get very like, wait, what? Yeah. And then they start reading and they get their credit report and they're like, wait, I've got questions. I'm like, I know I do a hundred TikToks a day about Well, them. let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this for a sec. So, so, um, is, is this really a computer generated number? It is. It's based on a recipe, just like if you were going to make Correct. a cake. Yeah. And I called yeah. you and said, we're going to make cake. You have a bowl of nuts right now, nothing but nuts. And you're trying to get rid of all the nuts in the bowl to make a great cake. And it's never going to make that cake. Yeah. So we got to get flour in the bowl. Yeah. We're going to put some flour in the bowl, like a credit card. You're going to charge 20 bucks a month and pay it off every month. You're going to know the day they're going to report your balance yeah. every month. You know that. And then you're going to have another installment loan, which is just a savings account I'm going to direct you to that actually reports to the three credit bureaus that you saved every month. Uh, you don't have to go in debt, you know, to have a good credit score. That's how it's going to come, you know? But this is amazing though, right? I think that um, what gives me a lot of confidence, just as a consumer, uh, yeah. one, and I think pre-show I told you, like I, I've never even, it's been years since I've, you, I couldn't even guess the ballpark or where it is. Yeah. Uh, but, but more importantly, I like anything knowing if there is a, if it's an algorithm of source, if there's a recipe, if there's a formula for it, I know that if I did certain things, it gives right. me confidence that I can get to where I want to go, which I think is a super powerful safety thing for people, right? It is. It's um, been taught to us that it's so confusing. It's right. so complicated. Doctors can't figure that out. Do you know what that's done to my head? I am queen of the world. Yeah. I mean, honestly, every time I read a newspaper where they're like, it's so complicated. People with PhDs don't understand. Yeah. No, no, it's really like one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> ABC, well, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. So, so um, first, Mike, my, my question was, is there, uh, do we as consumers have certain rights when it yes. comes to the report? Like how often can we pull it? What can we see? What can we get? Yeah. Like, what are the rights that we have? So you don't have a right. I used to date a guy that used to t- get mad in the car and say, you know what? It's not even right for the government. They should, they should, um, they should have to change our credit score. I mean, well, the government's not even involved, not even involved, you know, like in that sense, there's certain th- laws that protect us in the sense of what can be reported yeah. on credit. It has to be accurate. Uh, the, 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 
three credit bureaus have to, um, they have to abide to law, you know, to, they have the consumer protection bureau, that finance protection bureau, that's basically nothing more than, you know, um, big brother. I mean, I've heard even from collection companies that have said it's the presence of knowing they're there that makes us want to do things more accountable. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, I, uh, I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about the, no, no, no. So, so those are the rights. So the, the so rights the laws are, and the yeah. rights. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so we, as a, as a country, we get access to all three of our credit reports once a year for free, the reports right. different than credit scores. Okay. Right. Reports. We can go right to annualcreditreport.com. It's the only government site you can go to and per fair credit reporting act. It's, yeah. it's your, your right to be able to access your reports. They don't just get mailed to you. Right. You have to go in there and access them and yeah. print them like right there because, but now what they've done with COVID is they've changed it for the first time in history to free weekly. So huh. the big key thing is, is that is such a massive thing that people don't realize you get access to your information being said about you. I'm very vain. Maybe that's why I like credit <laughs> because I'm like, I want to know what people are saying about me and how it's affecting my financial legacy. Okay. Right now. Totally. I think more people should want to be interested in that. But yeah. once you start diving in and going through your three credit reports, you know, side by side and really looking at the information, if there's inaccurate information being reported, it's your right to dispute the information and yeah. the credit bureaus all have a time frame. It's, it's 30 days typically that they have to reach out to that creditor to confirm the information. Now it is all digital. It's not people talking like, do you think they need to pay it? I don't know. It's digital. So sometimes a number gets missed or something. There's errors. Right. Um, and then the, within 30 days, the credit bureaus have to respond to you by either saying, sorry, we know, you know, we, uh, we got the information and it's continuing or it's, it's deleted now if they right. couldn't verify the information. Now, sometimes they'll say they verify it, and we already know they don't. So what the next step is that credit repair typically teaches you is to like write what's called a section 609 letter. And that asks the bureaus to actually prove, show me validation, verification of the debt that you verified for me. That's when they usually can get it deleted on that second round of letters. But all of that stuff though is not going to matter. The whole thing I hate about credit repair is they're looking at your whole credit report, seven to 10 years of information, And they're charging you based on what they see. When I color your report, we black out 90% of it to get to two pages. And like two pages that you're going to have, this is the action for the red accounts. These are the, uh, you know, action for the yellow accounts because we color them a certain color. And you're you're really doing it all yourself. If anything, people pay me for guidance or for coaching. But really, this is me teaching you how to do it yourself and not have to rely on anyone else. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So on the, um, I don't think anybody knows how these three bureaus work, right? So in a very high level, why do these three exist? And is there something that the average consumer needs to know about these three? Yeah. Um, the most important thing is that there are three, you know, there are three companies that are not government, even though they say bureau, they're not government entities. These are private companies. Okay. They, their main thing, they're very, very, um, uh, lucrative businesses. Okay. These three companies, uh, have people, the creditors report the information to on you. And so then, you know, they're the ones that are holding on to this information, but that information is being collected to for, for TransUnion, Equifax, Experience to then turn around and market it 
to companies that want to market to you. So if they want some, you know, they want a, a, a list of people that have a FICO between 620 and 600, Freedom Debt Relief can call and buy all those. So and call them and say, how you doing? Do you need some debt relief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they're usually all that personal information. And I've always questioned that, like, who cares if I'm on TikTok and they stole my information? I don't have anything really sad, you know, like big to steal. You know, I put it all out there. And then you start thinking about like, what could they steal? It's it's behavior. It's literally like that. It's almost the monitoring of your behavior that that's the part that creeps totally. me out. Because yeah. then it's like all of a sudden you're talking about pools one day. And next thing you know, Facebook's just yeah, you know, yeah. pools, 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 you know. And so that's it. The, the three credit bureaus are very separate. They don't talk to each other. The only time you can call one bureau and do something where it acts on all three is doing like a 90 day fraud alert. Yeah. You can call one bureau and it pushes it to all three. But otherwise, if you want to freeze credit, you got to call each one. If you have something showing on trans on a credit karma, yeah, you have to get very specific with your eyes. Is it the transunion account that they're showing or is it the Equifax? And don't just look at the score. You need to look into the full report and you need to look at the details. If all you do is look at Credit Karma and you look at just the TransUnion and Equifax Vantage scores they offer, you're never looking at Experian. When yeah. you go in to get a mortgage, we pull all three of the credit reports yeah. and all of the information merges together. So if it's only on one report, it's going to show on a tri-merged credit report for a mortgage. You have to focus. They're all, they, this is big. This is Burger King. Yeah. In and out yeah. and McDonald's. If you yeah. go to ask for a cheeseburger, yeah. they might even be able to be using the same ingredients. Okay. Yeah. But it's gonna taste very different. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and so so as so is there a um so I need to as a consumer, we need to look at all three all and kind of keep our eyes on all three. Yep. Um and so it's not just getting one doesn't give us the full picture, right? Got and not it. looking at one score, you know, you have over 50 scores. You could go right now to myfico.com and buy 28 of them for uh, $60. And it gives you 28 of your um, different scores. So if you go to buy a car, there everything is an industry-specific score anymore. Mm-hmm. So if someone says to me, I have an 800, you know, it depends on what score they're talking about because the bank card uh, scores, they go up to 950. Got so it. 800, you're not that great. I know you think you're great, you know. I'm just kidding. Uh, but but every time I get it, well, I have an 820. How do I make it better? And you're just like, shut up. Yeah. I don't want to date you. Okay. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it starts now. Yeah, uh, I have good credit. I'm like, hi. Yeah. Um, but that is the truth. You got to know the range. I mean, at first, Credit Karma's um, Vantage score, when it first, Vantage score is a, is a credit score that competes with FICO. FICO's been the industry standard. FICO's like a machine. Right. Like if you were in math class in high school, and you used to stick the the, the computerized uh, test yeah. that you that you put in, you know, yeah, the bubbles, with yeah. your pencil on the yeah. C, 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 C. Remember that? Yeah. C was always the right answer. Of course, <laughs> and, right? And then you slipped it in the machine right before you walked out of the class and it said, boom, boom, pass or yeah. fail. Yeah. Imagine that three credit bureaus walk over to a machine and they say, I need a FICO. Uh, I, need, I need the FICO 8 version. Right. And they're going to get an Experian version of FICO 8. They have three single, singleized models for Got FICO. It. Got it. Vantage has one model, a tri-merged model, and it, that's applied to each bureau. 
Anyway, that's going to bore the shit out of you. So I'm not going to say no, 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 this, this, that, is, this is good. So no. let's, let's talk about this. So I, I, I wrote on a bunch of, um, so my audience shared a bunch of questions when I told them that I was chatting with you. So I got a, I got a bunch of rapid fire questions for okay. you because I think this can get exciting. Right. So, um, if, if I don't know anything about anything and I'm going to go pull my score at annualcreditreport.com, I don't even score. know. And no scores. Oh, just the report. No scores right. there. Yeah. Uh, what don't is, pay so, for them either. They'll try to get you to buy them. So if I pull the report, like what is the one or two things that I should be looking for? Like what's the first thing that I should look for? Focus on dates. So you're going to be looking at these different accounts that have uh, reported information on you. Keep your eyes focused on the date, the date, they'll say date opened, date updated, date reported, date of last activity. Um, the dates are what you're looking at. Your credit scores are mostly impacted by the last 24 months of information reporting. Hmm. Once you get past 24 months, let's say you had a collection on there. It hasn't updated since uh, 2016. Okay. But it's on there. It parks for seven years. You pick it up and you just start going at it, start calling these people and two ways. One, you'll call them and try to get them uh, to you know, pay an old debt because that's what you think you got to do. You'll end up uh, for a collection. If they update that balance to zero, it's going to update the date of last activity, the date reported. It brings it back into the last 24 months of your uh, life and it. drops your score. <laughs> if you get it deleted, it will probably, if it's within the last 24 months, it will probably help your score. But if it's over 24 months ago, and you, and, and you pay it and they don't, and even if they get it deleted, if it's the oldest account you've had opened on your credit, it will drop your score because it will, even though you paid the collection, because it will be the oldest account opened, you move into a different category where you're compared to different people in there. So your yeah. scores will really change and, and it won't be positive. Yeah. Super interesting. So um, let's ask this, so this one, everyone asked this, well, should I close credit cards? No. So you want to do that very strategically. You always want to, the ideal formula is to have two uh, of your two credit cards that you've had opened the longest, that you have that set up, that you find out the day they report your balance each month. It's one day of the month. You got to find out what day they're going off of. How do we so find that? You know what day, if you know it's the 18th is the day they go off of every month of what you owe, you might change the day you pay it to the 15th instead of paying it on the 20th now. Because if you go pay it off on the 20th, they're gonna update and they're gonna say you owed 900 out of 1,000. And you're using 90% of that available credit card and your credit score will drop. Uh. The, one of the biggest things that your credit score is gonna be impacted by is the choice you had monthly on credit cards. So if you don't have a credit card at all, you're missing a huge piece. If you do have a credit card, you have to know the day they're going to report your balance. Like what day they're going to grade you of the month. And it's not the day you pay it. So you how, gotta dial how would, in, it's not would, given to yeah. you. How would I find out when, no. when they- On your credit reports, on Got annual it. credit report, if you look in the date, yeah. it'll say date last reported. And Got it'll it. say August 11th. And you'll go 11th, right? It's around the 11th of the month. Now you can call the credit card companies and ask them. But remember, they're, they're talking statement closing date billing cycle date. They're talking due date. Yeah, that's right. the stuff you'll see on your mortgage statement. Right. They don't really want to tell you that they're going to be on one day of the month saying to the bureaus what you owed. How, how many of the 10 cookies in the cookie jar did you eat? Did you eat one uh -huh. and had total self-control or did you eat eight? Because that credit score is going to be mostly impacted 
by your control level of the cookies. Interesting. That, yeah. So you want it and you don't want to be zero. Right. So that's why I'm saying if you pay your credit cards off in full every month, this applies to you. You need to make sure that they on your two oldest accounts, you have a $20 balance reporting. Once you have a $20 balance, it's better than zero. Your score will be about 15, 20 points higher with precisely a $20 amount reporting, regardless of the limit. I know it, that'll be the craziest thing. You'll, you'll go, what was wow. she talking about? I'm serious. $20 on two opened credit cards. Then what you can do is the remaining accounts you still have open, those credit cards, you can slowly stop using them. After about six months of non-use on a credit card, it'll start falling out of your credit score mix. Yeah. And then you can start closing those. But you just don't want to do that until you have those two open credit cards set up on that system where the, the, the you can use the credit card the rest of the month any way you want. But you got to you got to know the day that they're going to go off of. Yeah. So, so that's so, going to be half of your credit score. Yeah. So I think if, if people just get if they got nothing else, if they just got this right. it'll come from the So so the two I just want to reconfirm two things. Number one, I need to know the reporting date and I should. I should maybe set my auto payments to the day or two before the reporting date, right? Leave, leave, leave just a $20 balance or charge 20 if the balance is zero. You want to time it. It's something where in a, for, you'll watch your credit report for a couple months, or you can do it even on the Credit Karma app under accounts. You can look under each credit card and it'll say last date reported. Then you'll know, okay, okay, it's around the 15th of the month. So I need, I mean, when I'm telling people to build or rebuild credit, it's so precise. You have to make sure that it's not reporting more than 10% of the limit. So whatever the limit is on the card, drop the last digit. You do not want that credit card reporting more than that balance or huh. your score will be lower. And that's, that's awesome. Um, so, so are you saying that, um, is, so a lot of people have told me, Hey, I should go open a new card. Let's talk about opening cards. How does that work? Is that a good thing? You want to be careful. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to open too many too fast. That's why I always tell people, if you, you don't want to just go applying for cards uh, randomly where you don't know what you're going to get approved for, okay? At the same time, if you go to like Credit Karma, they're going to start pushing companies that they sell your information to so they can give you a free score and they're not always the best. Credit One is number one that I talk against that I don't, they're not a good company. There, I've seen more trash and more lights and errors and problems when people have done nothing wrong than anybody. But I push open Sky. I, I don't get paid from them. Although I did find out yesterday that they're like on a back order now, like with because of customers coming in. But Open Sky is a credit card company by Capital Bank that doesn't have a credit check. And so if you've been denied even by a secured credit card, you're putting up your own money to get a secured credit card that reports yeah. to all three credit bureaus. Sometimes you get denied. And that doesn't feel good. So you want to be careful on where you apply. And that's why with my little three-step system, I tell you exactly where to go. You know, open yeah. sky. And about three months after that, discover is going to be a great second card for you. And then the self-lender account for your installment. And that's all. That's the three accounts you need. You just need to maintain. If you have more than that, you need to subtract a few to get to the three. Yeah. If you don't, if you have two, you need to get one more, you know, yeah. two let's revolving, one installment. Let's talk about uh, about, um, about the snooty folks for a second, right? Okay. Uh, the high net worth folks yes. um, are very, they, most of them, they have no idea about their, their credit score at all. Uh, and, and good for them because they have the liquidity to pay off stuff, et cetera. So right. I appreciate that. Um, a lot of them are 
very heavy Amex, right? They're like Amex is their entire life. They have the platinum card, the black card, whatever. Um, is there any, do you have any guidance around, is there other car? Like, how do you think about that? Amex is just one of those that really isn't gonna, it, you just gotta make your payment on time, but it's not, um, it doesn't, it doesn't move the score much. It's just not one of those cards where you can, you can carry a higher balance or you can carry a low balance. It doesn't really move your score. Interesting. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, this is a, a, does my score really get dinged when someone makes an inquiry? So it depends. They're called soft inquiries versus hard inquiries. Okay. And a hard inquiry, um, it, it really accounts for total, like less than 10% of your score having inquiries. However, if you're going to apply for a mortgage or a car and they run your credit, you know, 10 times in a two week time frame, you can have several car places and lenders run your credit multiple times. And it counts as one hard inquiry, right? But you have soft inquiries that happen every day when yeah. banks will um, get, you know, pre-approved, you know, trying to see if you're pre-approved or not. You can, um, you can go to like an opt out prescreen.com and get yourself off some of those lists, you know, for them to be able to do that. But soft inquiries don't hurt you. You can run your own credit a hundred times a day and it will never hurt you. It will never be an inquiry on you. Um, just think about it. If you're applying for a car, a credit card, um, a home loan, um, a car loan, um, insurance is not a, is a soft inquiry when they run your credit for a cell phone uh, to see about what kind of deposit you're going to have to pay or utilities. It's a soft inquiry. Um, and a lot of times they call it a soft inquiry because they're, they're pulling your vantage score, which yeah won't even, it's not even a FICO score. So it's not even going to impact um, the FICO that we see uh, like on a mortgage for a car or for a car. But yeah, okay, you can pull you. your credit many, many times, but you still don't want, what you don't want to do is in a short amount of time for 12 months, you know, in a 12 month time frame, be applying for a car, applying for a home, applying for a credit card in a short amount of time. It yeah. might dock you five points on your credit, but that's really, I mean, I've seen about 25, inquiries before on someone's credit in a year and I got them all deleted and it moved her two points. I mean, so it really depends on the rest of the profile. It doesn't got have it. as big of an impact. You still just don't want to let anybody run credit for you, you know? Got it. Got it. Um, can you talk about, um, even on your TikTok lives, which, which is crazy, by the way, you do one every day at noon. Is that I right? Ju I just changed it to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because I used to do on Monday through Friday. Yeah. But I still on Tuesday and Thursday, I just come in at different times to reach yeah. a different audience. But yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you for, literally, like, everyone should follow you on TikTok because you just sit there like you, you do Q&A the entire time. Yeah, sometimes uh, an hour and a half. And there's 1200 people that come in, which is amazing. Time frame. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what one of the things that um, whenever I kind of chime into the lives, one of the things that I see you talk about often is um, how much like being late yeah. starts to crush you. That's a killer. And it's the biggest yeah. impact of your score too. So how does that work? Is, is, is being late? Like what is late? Um, how does it hurt? Yeah. Like talk, talk to me about late. Sure. And it's easy to say, um, I will tell you the, the majority of my uh, late payment people are people that make over a hundred thousand a year. It's the majority of people that just go, fuck, I have the money. Excuse me. Like, I have the money. Yeah. I don't, I'm not worried about it. And then they miss it. They're on vacation. They miss it. And they go, eh, they're sporadic 30 day laters. Right. Don't do that. Okay. You will screw yourself so much. I mean, you really have income doesn't have anything to do with your credit score. You really have to get a system set up that's <laughs> automatic and you got to right. keep track of your stuff. So one 30 day late, um, 
you know, it can drop your score a hundred points. Wow. It depends, and I'll tell you why. That's crazy. There's a double whammy that happens. Everybody in the country uh, that has a credit score is put into, think of it this way, like a box. Okay. Um, I think of it like clicks in high school. Like there was the drama club, there was the band, there was the prom queen, the king. Okay. You got all these groups. In that group, if you're in that group, you're compared to the people in that group and their behavior. Right. So if you're, there's only uh, two out of the 10 scorecards most credit models are built off of. Two of them are the bad ones, but you've had a bankruptcy. Okay. So those two, let's say those two, you, you're surrounded because you had a bankruptcy in the last 10 years, you're in this group. Right. And everybody in there has had a bankruptcy. Let's say that the range of numbers that you can be in that in that place of, of being in that category is everywhere from uh, you know you know 500 to uh, 699. That's the maximum you can get to having that present on your credit. Okay, right. so then you're compared. So let's say that compared to this person who doesn't have any open credit cards yet, okay, you're doing pretty good. So out of that percentage, now you have a 699. Yeah. because you're right there. So then the bankruptcy falls off at the 10th year, right? And right. you're going, my score is going to go crazy. Yeah. And it drops. And you're like, what? You moved over into a new category oh, yeah. of people. So when you start being compared to this new group, let's just say that this whole group, uh, they have an open credit card. They've had this much time in their history. They keep their credit card balances. So you're moving in this category. Now you're in a category where your credit card balances are a little high, but you still have a 750, 760 credit score, but your balances, you probably are getting up there. It's like probably 50% of what yeah. your limit is, okay? Okay, then you're in this category of box of people that carry a balance on their credit cards between 30 and 50% and don't have a late on their credit report. Yeah. You get moved, 130 day late. You get moved over into the category of people that have had a 30 day late. And when you're compared to that group, that group doesn't keep as high of um, credit card balances. And so the double whammy, uh, now yeah. you move not only into the box of the person who's got a 30-day late, but a person who has not only a 30-day late, but high credit utilization. That's, and that yeah. blocks you from really being able to move up until yeah. you're outside that two-year term, that two-year time frame of when the late occurred. Yeah. The only thing I can do with people to get their credit score to move up quickly um, after seven months after a 30-day late is to get their credit card balances paid down to the 20 bucks. If they continue to keep them at a high level on top of having that late payment there, their score is going to suffer every month. It's, it's going to feel like an anchor is on their score until seven months. If the balances on their credit cards are low, their credit score will come up about 50. You know, if they lost 100, about 50 points at the seven month mark. OK, but at 24 months, it won't even feel like the 30 day late was in there. Yeah. You move into a new box, you know, but yeah. I'm just telling you the way to fix it is yeah. either to call and of course, ask them for a goodwill or courtesy removal. Yeah. 50% of the time that works. If it doesn't work, the only thing you can do is turn back to the credit cards and get those things paid off as fast as possible. Don't close them and have just a $20 balance showing. Yeah. And that will drown out the bad with good quickly. That's the only thing you can do. So what is the, when you called, um, you, you, you teach these scripts a lot, which are great. Yeah. When you, I have a, I have a unusually weird 30 day late. Um, I, it's never happened before. I realize it. I've been with you guys yeah. for four or five years. Is there any way I can get a courtesy removal? 
can I get a goodwill removal of the 30 day late? Do you guys provide those? Is that part of your policy? Yeah. And it's 50 50. Like I will tell you, nobody provided it two years yeah. ago. Yeah. And collection companies did not delete. I'm just saying. But um, what I've happened, I'm, I'm very close um, with a few people inside those industries that yeah. just over the last two years, the evolution of both of them, yeah. of hearing collection companies that now it's, it's, it's more 75% of them that yeah. are even putting it right on their website that they'll delete a collection. And it was unheard of a year ago. So I feel like these goodwill re removal letters, we've had yeah. to kind of almost teach the industry. Um, the more we talk about goodwill and courtesy removals, the more often they'll give them. Well, the interesting part is this, and I don't know if you've noticed this at all, is that um, I, I'm generally like, you have no idea when you're calling into a company who's assisting you. So yeah. like I stop, whether I'm calling cable or whatever, I just stop and I'm like, how kind can I be right now? Right? Totally. And it's like, I even say right now, hey, how's it going with all this COVID stuff? Are you doing okay? Are you, and they, they're like, okay, this guy, who's this guy? Now, whatever I ask for. That is so the key. It, that was the thing people said to me about the script video I did with collections. It's like, you know what I noticed more than anything else from a collector point of view or whatever is, is the kindness is that you are polite and you yeah. are kind, yeah. which we don't get. But when yeah. we get someone like you who sounds all like me, me, hi, can I, me, me? you know, then we're like, you know, more than willing to jump in and help. I'm like, yeah, people who are appreciated will help you beyond belief. Oh, totally, that's such right? a power thing, especially if it's authentic, you know, yeah. even better. <laughs> so um, I could, I could ask you like 500 more questions about this stuff, but let, yeah. let, there's a lot more resources. But before I go into the resources, I want, I'd love for you to tell um, the, the little financial engineering thing you did for your mom. Just, oh, yeah. That was story. so awesome. Yeah. I mean, the quick story is my mom came to me about uh, when she was about uh, 61 years old and was, I'm, you know, I'm going to be retiring in a few years. Um, she was married and she had, she said, I have about 25,000 in credit card debt and it's amongst eight credit cards. And between the eight credit cards, um, when I make the minimum payments, which is about what we can handle um, every month, it's about $1,600 when I add it all up, what the minimum payments are on this. And I've looked at it and at the end of the year, I always owe a little bit more and I've not used the cards in years. So how am I owing more if I'm making a $1,600 payment every month? And we figured out, you know, she wasn't even making the minimum interest. Uh, minimum payments aren't based on you paying that thing off. It's just enough for you to slide by for the month, you know? So you're not actually, sometimes you're even adding on. Well, my mom had got to me and said, you know, I can't, I can't do this much longer this. And I call it renting your debt. Okay, the rented debt. Um, and you're just, you know, throwing money away. So I have her go over to lendingclub.com. She gets a three-year loan. Um, and the three-year loan, um, at first she's like, oh yeah, right. I'm not taking on a three-year loan at a 15% interest rate or 19% interest rate because we're thinking in a car term, right. three or five-year loan. And I go, do you know what your interest rates are on your credit cards? And then she gets them all out. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's like 20%. And I go, and it's not even that. It's not the interest rate. It's the how long are you paying that interest for? Right. Because when you look at it, three years at 50% interest, okay? Yeah. What, but how, what's the total interest you paid over those three years? Yeah. Versus 30 years, you know, at yeah. 5%. You want to know what you'll spend on 200000 150000 You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the interest over that term. Right. So she goes over there. She applies for the three-year loan. They give her a loan for eight ninety a month. 
I'm like, you are already used to making $1,600 payment a month. Yeah. So instead of three years, we'll cut that term in half. You'll get paid, you know, pay this off in a year and a half. Right. So she starts making the payments. 30 days goes by though. And once she takes the money, pays the credit cards all the way down, gets two of them set up on the $20 charge a month, yeah. keeps the other ones open. And now she's got this new installment loan reporting on her credit. Installment loans aren't looked at the same. They don't care about what you owe or how much you started owing and then how much you owe now. It's just, are you paying it on time? That was the agreement you made. You, are you paying it on time? Right. When you don't pay it on time, you get hurt. When you pay it off, your, your score will drop yeah. when you have an installment loan, okay? But as a credit card, it looked like her credit cards just all got paid off with cash right. because it doesn't recognize that the installment loan paid it off. Huh. So she got the cash. 30 days later, her score goes up 100 points. She went from 670 to 780. And then from a 780 credit score, she got cheaper car insurance, cheaper home insurance, refinanced her card, and saved her another 500 a month. So then she's making a $2,100 payment to the pay it off. And so nine months later, she was debt free. And then she had $2,100 every month that she started giving to her retirement guy. And this is a, you know, by 62, I'm looking at her going, that's a much better plan. This is a much better plan. I like that. Not inheriting 25,000, but that's getting, so good. Getting right? a little something. That's so good. That's awesome. Um, so the, you, you've got, you've got an awesome book, which a lot of people can't see. I have right in front of me, which is very cool. Yeah. You have a course, which yeah. very cool. It walks you through all of this stuff, uh, which everyone should take. So I said, callermycredit.com, right? Yes. And um, so you got those two, but, but even if people are not on TikTok, they should get on TikTok just to follow you. Cause literally Insta. yeah, and Instagram, but like literally you crush it on both those platforms on the value that you provide. Thank you. Thank you. And my new website, we've really been working on. Um, it's, it's launching. I'm hoping by tomorrow. We're, we're putting the last tweaks on it. It's uh, like, I'm never so excited about something because it's super, it's just a regular you know, yeah. website, but it's really cool because the TikToks go in the background and I didn't realize aesthetically, like it looks like Monopoly. Like, so when you open up the site, it looks like Monopoly, like it's awesome. your boardwalk and, but it's their TikToks going by. And then it's got this great personal message. And then it really directs you to all the different tools and, and how you color the report and everything. It's all just so integrated. So had to do a total update after everything has happened, you know? Well, this is so cool. So um, we'll link up the new what new site. We'll link up the new the book and the yeah. course all in the show notes. Uh, can't thank you enough. I, uh, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is, I don't think a lot, I think a lot of people just have no familiarity. That's what my friends have been saying. They're like, you got to just let the world catch up with you a little bit. Then yeah. you're going to be like a rock star. Okay. Yeah. But nobody knows what the heck you're talking about right now. <laughs> Which is awesome. Well, can't thank you enough for doing this. Thank you thank so you. much for being on. This is uh, this was super fun. Cool. Thank you. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.